welcome, welcome. It's Nancy again, fellow junkers. I am here today with a friend of mine. Um, her name is Taffy. I met Taffy a few years ago. Um, we're going to interview her, talk about funny stories she loves to pick. Sometimes some of us pickers don't have time to pick for ourselves in other states. So we have pickers. So I have um, some pickers and Taffy's one of them. How are you, Taffy? Good. How are you? Good. <laughs> so my name is Nancy Cowles. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I am a vintage store owner. Um, we like to say, say we carry one of the kinds and hard to finds, all kinds of vintage, really neat um, furniture pieces, everything from antique, French Prudential, mid-century, just a little bit of everything. But what my show is about is how we find these great pieces. So a lot of times people will come in the store and they're like, oh my gosh, I love that chair. Where did you get that chair? Well, it doesn't just appear. And that's the name of my podcast. It doesn't just appear. So Taffy, um, tell us a little bit about yourself first. Uh, I live in Queen Creek, Arizona. I've got four little kids, uh, four-year-old twins, and an eight-year-old boy and a 12-year-old boy. Fun. That keeps you busy. Yes. <laughs> How did you get into picking? I got into picking. I, I've always, I think, been a picker. My mom and dad love to take me around to yard sales and things like that. And so I've always kind of been a repurposer, I guess. Right. That's a word. Um, and then uh, from there, I I just love to, to shop these markets and, and build things for for people and then it, it just became involved into to going out and finding it myself so and you're not at a store I'm not no I I'm solely a picker um I with the with the four little kids I just <laughs> I can't commit to you know to being in a in a store but I'll go out and pull it out of a barn for you right <laughs> <laughs> so you love to go out and find all the crazy awesome stuff and then bring it back and then sell it to whoever Whoever, first come, first serve, is that what you do? Yeah, it, well, it's, yes, first come, first serve. Um, I would sell to anyone. I love working with the vendors. I love being a part of this vintage community here in Arizona and um, work with a lot of the vendors. But, yeah, anyone could uh, contact me through Instagram and, and come out and, and pick through my storage units if they. So we don't want to give all of our picking um, secrets away. <laughs> <laughs> But um, like I said in the beginning, I love picking, but I don't have time to go to other states. And Taffy will drive out to other states or fly out or both. What do you like? How do you get out to the Midwest? I, I fly. Um, I fly out there and then rent a big truck mm -hmm. and fill it all the way home. So. so you fly out there, rent a truck go to your favorite places, like mm -hmm. you have your secret places that you go to. Mm -hmm. They all know you. Yep. They all know you. All right. You fill up a truck. So you're gone for about how many days? I can do it in about four days just because I've gone out and sh have shaken hands and, and met that many people that it's it's pretty easy for me to fill a full truck in four days. And, I've, full. and I've been <laughs> to your house. You've got um, a big property and you have storage units, which is nice. So you can bring that stuff back, put it all in there, price it, and then... Yeah, I just... I pull the truck up, open the doors and, and, you know, text my, my people and you got people too. Yeah. I got people. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of my people. Oh, I am one of your people. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, they, they know that I was out working hard and, um, 
really looking for that uh, architectural salvage, neat pieces and uh, old furniture and industrial and all. I pick it all. So. Right, because in Arizona, we don't have a lot of like Hooser cabinets. A lot of times I have um, customers come to my store looking for a Hooser cabinet. I don't really have a lot of those. So right. I might call Taffy and say, hey, if you're out at the Midwest, look for a Hooser cabinet for me and then you will bring me back one or right or two. Yeah. Or three. Yeah. And I'll <laughs> communicate with you while I'm out and about, you know, if people are looking for a specific item, I, that's what I really like is, is to keep my eyes open for those people. Cause I see a lot. So, right. So it's nice when people give me suggestions on what, what because they're looking for. The, it is hard to find a lot of, um, really old stuff in Arizona because Arizona is only 106 years old. I want to yeah. say, um, and we don't have the architectural cool pieces like they have. Well, do you go only to the Midwest or tell us a little bit about like what states are your favorite states to travel to? My favorite states is, is really to, to start up by the Canadian border up in the Wisconsin's, Minnesota's and, and come down. Okay. So I really have, ha- um, you know, had good luck there and I've made friends and acquaintances and contacts up there that are priceless. So, um, and that's just how I got started. I, I flew up there not knowing a single thing. And next thing uh, you know, you came yeah. home with a truck full of, what do we say? We find junk and sell antiques. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, it, it's been amazing. The, the people there, I've, I work with a few hoarders up there. Oh, really? Um, that's a story right by itself, all those hoarders. Oh my gosh. They're, they're my favorite. And now when I go, they fix me lunch, you know, they, these people truly like drink from Mason jars and and it just like makes my heart so happy to like be a part of it and, and just the neatest, neatest families and things. But yeah, I'll go out, I'll make an appointment with them, go out to their place and, and they're hoarders. Yeah. A lot of them are hoarders. In the house yeah. or just like in their barns or both? In barns mainly, you know, just treasures that um, the couple has has collected, you know, for many, many years. And thought they were going to do something with it mm-hmm. and never did. And never did. And keep buying and buying. Yeah. Right. Yep. Are you scared to go and knock on somebody's door? Uh, no, not really. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty brave and bold, but... Um, this particular one, um, one of his daughters had a church pew, mm-hmm. um, advertised. And so I went to go get the church pew. And when I showed up and I told him what I was doing. Right. And he's like, you should follow me. Oh. And he took me back and opened up his barn doors. And it was a three story plum full. I mean, of you everything. would not, of everything. And this wasn't just like newspapers and trash order. I mean, he was an antique pig. <laughs> like he was, he was legit. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, well, but you know, hoarding, it, it's a sickness. And so it's really hard for them to let things go. Right. Because everything has a story. And that's the whole thing about this um, podcast is everything has a story. And it's not just a story on the period, how old the piece is. It's really cool stories, like how we found these things. And that's why I really wanted to interview you because I know that you've been in snowstorms. I know you've, you know, take these huge trucks and, you know, bring stuff back with you. So I kind of want you to tell us like, you know, like off the top of your head, what is a funny story 
um, about the last time or the last couple of times, because I know you're heading out again on Monday, mm -hmm. but tell us a funny story um, about something recently. Um, well, kind of going back to the, the hoarder, I, um, I happen to be up there during the polar vortex. Oh my goodness. Um, and I got such a kick out of being there and experiencing that. Of course, it'd be crazy if I lived there, but it was so fun. You know, the radio was saying it was five to 10 minutes to frostbite. Um, I was sending pictures to my brothers that was showing feels like negative 52. And they were showing me, sending me back uh, snapshots of theirs saying it was 50 or 60 in Arizona. So right. we, we, were we were 100 yes. degrees difference oh my goodness. from where I was to where. And today we're talking and it's 114 out yeah. here in <laughs> Queen Creek, Arizona. So you're there. It's freezing cold. Did you dress for it? You know, I thought I did. I, I don't think you can. Right. Um, prepare for that. I was going and getting all those like hot pads and I was sticking them ev in everywhere and you're just numb everywhere. I get back to the hotel. I've got burns and blisters everywhere from those hot pads Oh my goodness. because I didn't put a layer in between. Right. You just don't know, but it's it just the funny, it was the most cool. I was, I was hyper the whole time because it was such a fun experience for me. Right. People thought I was crazy. And you're going into people's barns at this point. Yeah. And the uh, snow storm had come and I, I had a snow drift. By the time I got out of this barn, I had a snow drift 10 feet up the truck. I couldn't get out. And it's a good thing I knew this family by now. I had been three times, and they had to give me a ride into town. It was it was quite crazy. But um, Have you ever driven in the snow before? Yeah. Well, I grew up in the White Mountains. And oh, so, you did? Okay. Yeah. So I kind of just took it easy. And, and yeah, it didn't intimidate me. But <laughs> I'm a did you, crazy. So did you find some cool stuff on that trip? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I can't even, uh, you know, all the trips kind of run, run together. But um, I think that was the last trip when you brought back a bunch of doors mm -hmm. and then the chicken coops. Yes. Right. Yeah. All the old chicken. Crates. And was that from one person's home or? No, no. I had pretty much hit, hit a bunch of of, like I said, he, he gives me a little bit every time the, this, um, the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously he doesn't want to get rid of all of his stuff. Right. Cause you have to respect, like you said, with hoarders, I mean, they're people too, and yeah. they collect things and it's hard for them to get rid of stuff. So you're going in and just picking up a little bit each trip. Yeah. He'll set things aside for me. He's got tons of church pews. He'll, he'll cut them down to size for me and have them in a pile. He's the cutest How old thing is ever. He? He's 87. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. So, so 87 married. Yes. To a 86 year old <laughs> wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they've been collecting for years. So, so those, that's always a fun experience. One of my favorite stops oh on, my on my trips. And there. we won't tell you where that's at. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need all you guys going over there and trying to yeah, overwhelming church pews, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so when you're out and about and you go to one stop, do you go to stores or are they always um, people's personal property? I try and stay away from stores just because by that time I kind of feel like maybe they have pickers. And so it's, it's changed hands a few times. I, I like to get it as raw and real as possible. And you try to pass the good deals obviously on to us who are um, store owners or vendors because you want us to be able to Right. Make money. So if you were to, that makes sense. If you were to go to a store, a thrift shop, 
or something like that, you're not going to get as good as a deal as by going to somebody's house. Right. So I really try and, and work with, um, you know, a lot of people that tear, tear these houses and churches down firsthand. Right. And I work directly with them um, and things. Because, yes, I have to make money and you guys have to make money. So I know where I need to be price point wise. Right. Um, so, yeah. So I remember great. a story you told me once about the the axle on the truck. Oh, yes. <laughs> It, we, I had found for sale a, a bunch of mint green lockers. I love mint green, mint green and, and, you know, perfectly patinaed lockers that this, this company had ripped out of a school and, uh, they were in California. So I just got on a plane. Well, this time I just took my flatbed. Okay. Just, I have, I've got a big flatbed and I took there and got them loaded up and was headed back. And I just got on this other side of Yuma and I look in my mirror and there's flames oh, everywhere. Shit. And I, <laughs> and of course, you know, it's four o'clock in the morning and oh, I'm by, by right. myself. And uh, I'm like, oh man, you know. So I, I pull over and I, I had enough water to get the, to at least get the flames out. And I look underneath and there's a, uh, oh, one of the bearings on the axles had locked up on me. And it was red hot. Oh I mean, gosh. it was just r red hot. And so I just unhooked the trailer and just left it there. And all the lockers and everything. <laughs> all the lockers the, and everything. The, mean, the mint green lockers. Yes. I thought, well, you know, the chances of someone coming and getting this is like slim to none. Plus the, the trailer's broken down. So it they probably thought it was just junk on the side <laughs> of the road. Yeah, they didn't understand. But you unloaded, unloaded or un, um, disconnected the trailer and moved the truck forward so the truck wouldn't catch on fire. Did you yeah. lose everything on the trailer? No, because I got the, fl the, the flames out and then I just dropped the, dropped the trailer and I came home to get my husband and tools and stuff that I needed. Because Yuma is about two and a half hours away? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was four o'clock in the morning. So I, I dropped the trailer, came and got my husband, got some tools. We went back and um, it had gotten so hot, it, it had literally warped the axle. Oh my God. So we literally just strapped it up and rode home on three wheels and it, it was just fine. And, <laughs> and it was worth every minute of it. And it's funny because like I said, it doesn't just appear. I mean, we yeah. really have to go out and find this stuff, but then people come into our stores or into somebody's houses and they're like, oh my gosh, I love that. Where did you get it? Well, let me tell you the story behind it. Right. Yeah. It was on the side of the road for <laughs> probably five hours, right? By the time you got home or even more. Oh, yeah. And got least. back and then had to bring it all the way back here. And obviously the trailer had to be fixed. Yeah. I remember. And a cop pulled over and, and I just told him, I was like, don't give me a ticket. I'll be right back for him. You know, but, the, you know, and this trip was just funny on the freeways in in california i had some straps come loose and oh stuff gosh. so i'm pulling over it you know yeah it ta it takes i ran over one of those straps once coming back from up north and it's scary i mean one of the tie downs was flapping and flapping yeah. and flapping and all of a sudden i'm looking in the rear view mirror and i thought oh gosh don't let my tire hit it and sure enough it hit it it went underneath the tire ripped off and i see it go in the back and it scared me um I mean, I know we're girls, but we do know how to tie down stuff. Just right. so you guys out there don't think we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we do know how to tie down. Yeah, um, we learn real quick. Yeah. Sometimes uh, things happen. So right. that is scary. Did you end up getting a ticket then? No, he was, he was like, all right, I'll, that's good. As long as you're coming right back. And so anyway, he, he was pretty, pretty nice about it. But that's one of my cop stories that 
was nice. You have more cop stories. I, I have an, I have another cop story on a, on a trip. That's like my all time favorite, I think. But, um, we are in the back woods of, I don't even know where I think we were in Wisconsin. I don't know. I don't know where we were. I don't know where we were. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to, to pick up a load that, um, that I had gotten at an auction and, and I had my, my best friend with me this time and, and just, we got pulled over and I'm like, I wasn't speeding. What's going on? But the, you know, through the, through the Midwest, there's all these little towns and counties, you know, and I guess this truck with a woman driving was just abnormal for this, right. <laughs> this cop. And so he pulled me over and, and he was like, wait, was the truck full of stuff or were you, it like was about was- half. But was it a pickup truck or did you have like a U-Haul or a Penske? I had a big Penske. Oh, you did. Okay. So he saw this little girl driving this big yellow truck saying, what's going on? Oh, yeah. So he had no reason to pull me over. So he pulls me over and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm a picker, you know, and I'm out, you know, looking for antiques and stuff. And and I like to, everywhere I go, ask him, hey, do you have a, you have so-and-so with corbels? Do you have, you know, you know where I'm getting, I always interview everyone. Um, to try and make that next contact. But, um, he's like, you're, you're out picking and he's like, and your husband's let you come. Husband's. Yeah. Like ask, you know, Oh, cause I had him a friend. Okay. Okay. I was like, wait a second. He goes, (laughs) I didn't know what state we were in. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, your husband's let you come. And we looked at each other like, let us. Yeah. Like what generation is this guy from? Like you could just tell, like, right. We were just out of his realm we were two women by themselves out in the middle of nowhere loading heavy things and he just didn't like that and so I was like we told our husbands we were going and you know they gave us a good thumbs up and have a good time right (laughs) oh my gosh I actually I was like after he asked me that, I said, what generation are you from? Did you say that to him? Yes. Oh my I was, gosh. I couldn't believe that this guy, he was just, you know, and then he made us show us what's in the back because he wants to make sure there was no drugs go. back there or <laughs> anything like that. These yeah. two cute girls have a big Penske <laughs> truck. Who knows what it's full of? Yeah. So, so abnormal for him. Ask him the question, uh, do you know anybody that has any corbels? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and by the way, do you have any hoarders or in the area? And so anyway, he... He wasn't too impressed with us and didn't give us any information. But that's did you right. get a ticket? We had no, no ticket. Yeah, I didn't do anything wrong. He was just thoroughly wondering why we were in his town. That's funny. <laughs> so some of these towns that you go to obviously are small towns. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. I love the small towns because a lot of times, you know, when I pick, I pick in California or mm-hmm. up north. Like um, I said in the beginning of the show, I don't get to go to the Midwest as much as I'd like to. Uh, I physically just don't have time with the store and with kids. You know how it is. Um, yeah. And my husband wouldn't let me go. I can't believe yours lets you go. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. Just kidding. <laughs> I can go. Um, but I have a feeling that I would probably come back with three truckloads. Well, that's the thing. Is I normally um, go by myself because I. it's like... You know, things align and I take off. I book a flight and I take off. And there's, you know, a lot of times when people can't come with me. But that's that's my thought. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could have bought, I could have brought three, three truck fulls. And especially, you know, the contacts I've made. I've made more and more where I don't even have time 
to stop at their place and it's gut-wrenching because I know they've got some good stuff. Right. And I'm sure you're do this longer and longer, you're learning. I mean, I don't know, do you go with a set amount of money and say, I'm only going to spend this amount of money on this trip? Or do you go and say, I text this person, this person, this person, this person, and I unfortunately don't have time to get something for this person, but I'm going to look for these three people. Like, so how do you know? I, I don't have a limit. I, I stop when I am at capacity, <laughs> like the load capacity. Right. Um, because I've, I have kept going and have broken <laughs> trucks before. Uh, I went 5,000 pounds over the load capacity one time and, and broke a truck and they had really? to bring it to me in two. And I, I said, there's no way they're going to load it. Like I load it. They're going to have to bring it in two or three trucks. Well, and I just learned that on the side of those big trucks, it tells you the capacity. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, but it will say 5,000 pound capacity. Mm-hmm. So you went over that? Yeah. So I had, I think I had 26,000 pound capacity and I was at 31, you know, oh. so it's, it was, I knew I was heavy, but I never in a million years did I think I went over How do you know? Pounds, because I guess when you drive back, though, you have those way stations. This all makes sense now. You have to stop at those way stations. Well, yeah, sometimes you do, but this was, the truck had broken and then they're, and then they waited. Oh. Well, hopefully you got the insurance on the truck or you yeah. learned your lesson to get the insurance. Yes. Luckily though, that was pretty early on. And now I go and weigh my truck before I take off. And, and if I have to grab a storage unit, which that's happened storage unit and back store there? stuff. Mm-hmm. Really? And then yeah. come back on the next load. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, go get it on the next load. I've done that a few times, but my thing is if I bring back, you know, a thousand pieces or 5,000 pieces still cost me the same, but I don't stop with a dollar amount or what people want. I, I fill it and find it and fill it some more until I'm at that. So if, if you have a bunch of bigs and you see a little cubby where you could shove something in that little cubby, you'll oh. take a corbel. <laughs> Every drawer has right. a corbel in it, has, you know, a horse head, has a, you name it. So what is your favorite thing to pick for yourself? Oh, I, I love industrial. You like industrial. So my, my favorites are, are the old workbenches. Right. Um, and I've bought a few from you. Yeah. So, you know, when people can turn this old workbench that's got nicks and crannies and a vice and everything on it and turn it, you know, make it their console table or whatever. That's, right. that's kind of my jam. Um, also, I always bring back lots and lots of theater chairs, which, which I bought. Yes. Yes. I have some in my house <laughs> and I've sold some um, yeah. at a market here in town, but I love theater chairs as well. Yeah. The old wooden theater chairs with the cast iron sides. Yes. Those are cool. Mm-hmm. And then you also, like we talked about, pick for other people. And I know I love old lockers. I mean, if I could have some really old, tall, black, rusty lockers, if you see those on Monday, you can get those for me. Um, I would love that. That put on my list. I also (laughs) think the mint ones would be amazing. I do like mint. And I think a lot of people right now with the homes being farm style, industrial, they, a lot of people out here, like we used to never have mud rooms. Why would we have a mudroom, right? Right. A lot of the new houses are building mudrooms mm-hmm. and they're putting those lockers in there. And it's great for all the kids that are playing all the sports and going to school. They come home, they hang up their lockers. It organizes everything. I know you have that in your house um, for yeah. your kids and they it's all organized. So their backpacks aren't left all over the house. So yeah. you will pick lockers and I'm sure those are the first to go. Oh yeah, they go they go pretty quick and I, I always get all the neat lock baskets. I'm a locker basket 
free order. Yes, I am. <laughs> I've got stacks of them, but they're so, you know, you can use them for everything. And so, yeah, all the old wire baskets and storage things that you can use for storage is, is huge. I've always got my eye on those things. So. Right. So when you come back and you call all your people and they all come over, do you ever get stuck with maybe about six months ago, I saw this awesome chicken coop and I wanted it so bad, but it already had sold. The person who came out had already paid you, but they just weren't um, able to take it with them. Um, I love the big, huge chicken coops. Does anybody ever then say, oh, I'm sorry, it's not going to work for me. I can't get that. And then nobody else wants that piece. And then you're stuck with it. And now it's in your house. Yeah, I've had, I've had that happen. Um, sometimes, you know, I take a mental note of, of the people that are interested that say, oh, I want that. But I say, oh, it's old. Um, and I'll call them. But yeah, sometimes I get stuck. I've got some beautiful nine foot stained glass windows sitting outside right now that that someone never picked up. So they'll sell. It's they'll sell. They'll sell. Yeah. And do you remember what I asked you um, to look for for me this time? From I have guys that come in from Japan. The lighting. That's yes. right. I have uh, about five different store owners from Japan. And it's so funny because they come here and they found me about six or seven years ago, my shop, and they are the greatest guys. They come in and they spend all kinds of money. But the houses, I guess, in Japan are really small. So they buy a lot of small furniture, but they love chandeliers and love lighting. Mm -hmm. And there's some of the lighting that I've showed you pictures, and I'm like, I can't find any of these, yeah. these pieces. And I don't know what year they're from. Do you remember, like, the colored glass? I don't know what what years what year they're from but i i don't know if you remember i sent you that picture i ha i have a source i'm really excited to get back there right that you can't even see their ceiling because they have so much lighting are you going to see hung. that are you going to see that person on this trip yes okay well yes. don't forget about me i won't I because won't. i mean I like I said, I can't go out and pick everything, but if Taffy can go out and find these things for me, bring them back to me, and then I can sell them to the guys in Japan, and then they take them back to Japan and sell them. It's a win-win situation for all of us. Right. And I always like to know the story, where they come from. Taffy's real good at um, getting the story on these pieces, too, like the theater chairs that I have in my house. Mm -hmm. Love the theater chairs. Yeah. Where were those from? Those were out of Duluth, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, out of straight out of theater. So I, I work with with. Um, this company and so they're the ones that they take all this neat lighting you know they they took all the stuff out of this neat old movie theater and they you know bring it back to their warehouse and they just have a ball going to their warehouse and oh things. I bet so, and are they just like normal construction guys in a small town or is it like a big town that they go to these older houses and strip them and then remodel them or they're, um, yeah. So usually they'll pay these companies to come in and, and take everything they want first. And then, you know, they'll be de deconstructed and some of them will be completely redone and, and, and then sold. Right. So, yeah. And I've, a lot of that stuff, it's funny because some people really don't want that stuff. They right? think it's garbage, but mm -hmm. you know, we were talking in the last podcast that, if we could save some stuff from going to the landfills and help the environment, why not take the old barn wood, clean it up, sand it, restain it. If you find an industrial bench or base, put that on top of it and totally repurpose it. And, you know, we're helping the environment with all of this stuff. So well, it's not all garbage. Yeah. Well, and, and I love it. There's something to say, these, these people that had such little resources 
and create these masterpieces. Mm-hmm. The the detail in in these fireplace mantles, in these corbels, in all all of this architectural salvage, is just jaw dropping to right. me. And so that's what I look for, you know. And when I go in a home and and see that it's a legit piece, right. I you know it just speaks volumes. I know what it's taken to get that piece. It you know where just, just appear right it didn't just appear <laughs> no well and there are some people that have come to my house before and they see certain things on my wall and they're like oh my gosh where did you get that well i didn't get it at target i didn't get it at home goods as much as a lot of people like those places they a lot of uh, these stores are doing um, replicas of all this stuff yes and we're going to talk about that in a couple podcasts down with a friend of mine and it is crazy because you could walk into these places and see all this stuff that looks like real galvanized, but it's not. Yeah. But what I like about it is, like you said, the story behind it. You know, who made this mantle? How many years ago? Who was the handyman or the woodworker that right. did all that stuff? There's a story to your house. Like, I've been to your house, Taffy, and you walk in and you're like, oh my gosh, I love that. You know, it's it's like you want to get in a time travel machine and go and just like high five the guy, you know, it's just, it's amazing. I'm just so in awe over, over the detail and everything with, with such limited resources. And the way that all of these houses are now being remodeled, everybody wants something, at least I know you and I do unique and different. Mm -hmm. I want people to walk in and say, oh my gosh, where did you get that? Yeah. Found this piece and this piece and we put it together and it's amazing. Yeah. So I love that. And, you know, you're the same way. Like at your house, there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And I love, you know, finding things for my kids and things that that fit their personality that's old and neat and have a story, you know, and and to use as bookends in their rooms or And then you have to tell them what that really was. Those were telephones. What what does that mean? Right. (laughs) What's that thing in the middle? That's a rotary phone. You have to dial that. You guys had to do that? Yeah. The sad thing is, is even CD players, my, my son was like... Even you think CD players aren't that old, but right. he's like, if I put a tortilla in it, well, does it play Mexican music? Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was joking, but I just get a kick out of it that they, they just have no idea. But yeah. And uh, luckily my kids are, are kind of, you know, adopted into this and, and they're starting to see the beauty in things and they have amazing eyes for these and these now they, as well. they're going to start picking things. Like when you're out and about, they might see that and go, Hey mom, that's blah, blah, blah. And you'll yes. say, yes, it is. So that is cool. Well, and I, I love taking them. My, my oldest son, we're, we're walking at Roosevelt and he sees this like green patinaed little, about six inch of something sticking out of the ground. He's like, mom, that's something. I know it's something. And I was like, oh, yes, my, my heart. heart. Yes. Yeah. That's like so this, cute. I was so, and we dug and dug and dug. And sure enough, it was a round tabletop metal, perfectly patinaed. Oh, really? Like the coolest green color like somebody left it from camping years ago or something yeah it, it was like almost like a almost like a patio table but it was metal it was really cool it was old right um but six inches sticking out we just dug and dug and dug and um brought it back and he's like will you sell it for me mom and I'm like sure anyway someone bought it made the most beautiful clock you'd ever seen oh really out of it it was so cool so cool that is cool see yeah and my husband's like oh they're acting like you <laughs> like dang straight there you know what i will tell you something funny um lenny is here that's my husband he's our producer over here <laughs> years ago when i first met lenny that was over 22 years ago i used to always bring all this cool stuff home 
and he would say, do you want me to sand that down and pull those rusty nails out and put new nails in and screw the legs together so it's straight? And I would say, do you remember this, Lenny? I'd be like, do not touch anything. Right. This is exactly how I like it. And I have a lot of pieces that I've had for years, and I'll tell some of those stories um, someday when I get interviewed on this um, podcast yeah. um, about my <laughs> finds because I found some fabulous stuff as well, yeah. and I still have them to this day. Yeah. I, I keep a bucket of like old hard, you know, old nails and things like that. So if I do find something that's missing one, that's I could smart. replace it with an older right. one. That's smart, smart. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for um, letting me come out. I'm actually at Taffy's house today. Yeah. Um, um, she lives in Queen Creek. Um, it's about an hour from my house. She's a busy mom with four kids, like she <laughs> said, getting ready to head out on Monday. She's not going to tell us her secret location, but we do know she's going to hit a few hoarders and places. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, um, and she's going to bring me back, hopefully, some lighting. Heck yeah. Um, then I get to come out here again. And it is fun to come out here because I do see some vendors that I don't see a lot. Because um, we are a small community. We mm -hmm. all kind of know each other. We know each other's stores or we see each other at different markets. And... Like I said, it's not easy to be a picker by yourself because I can't find everything. Right. I can only find so much. So thank you and for I, being one of my pickers. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love, I love working with all the different vendors. You know, I'm not just, just to one store or what, you know, I love working with all of them and the different personalities and the different picks, you know, right. all the different styles. So. And Taffy has not been to my shop yet. Oh, <laughs> she's been me. meaning to get there, but I you know, know, with how old are the twins? They're four. So with a set of twins that are four and the two boys, everything that you do, you're I, busy. I know. I was going to come out to your house, but then we had football and this and that. And <laughs> right. We had golf last night, so yeah. I get it with all <laughs> of the stuff. So I'll get you to come out to my shop and then yes, we're going to hopefully do a podcast live someday there. So you can come out and maybe some of, of our listeners can meet you. Yeah, um, absolutely. But you can't pick for them. You're my picker. <laughs> right? All righty. And thank you again for listening to us on this podcast. It doesn't just appear. You could follow me on Instagram, Everything Goes AZ. Our Facebook is Everything Goes AZ, as well as our um, website, Everything Goes AZ. Thank you again, and we will talk to you uh, soon. Mm -hmm.